Hello, and welcome back, everyone, to the Martial Arts Mania podcast. This is not a new episode, but rather a re-release of our very first episode we ever recorded with our sensei, coach, guru, Peter Sugarfoot Cunningham. I figured I would give it a re-release now that we are finally on iTunes. So, I apologize for the rough production quality of this first episode. We recorded it on a whim with just my phone, and so the audio levels are kind of all over the place, but I hope you guys enjoy. For Maniacs with an X. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there you go. All right, so uh, here we are today with uh, our very first special guest, the sensei to both Gavin and myself, Mr. Peter Sugarfoot Cunningham. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, and so let's start off from the beginning, the beginnings of Peter Sugarfoot Cunningham. How did you become the man you are today? Let's start from the very, very beginning, where you were born, where you grew up, so forth, so forth. I was born in Trinidad, in Tobago, in the Caribbean, the city of Port of Spain. Um, my parents, uh, separated, uh, I was at the age of six, we moved to, um, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, um, and I, I, well, actually, um, I can tell you that part of it, then from Canada, I came here to, to, to LA and, uh, made LA base for the last maybe 37, 38 years, you know? Got it. Um. As a kid in, 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 uh, in Trinidad, um, uh, I was first introduced to martial arts from watching television. And which show specifically would um, this be? Show specifically, that specific show was, um, come on, Bruce Lee in the Green Hornet. There we go. Yeah, Bruce in the Green Hornet. And uh, later on, it was... Um, the Shaw Brothers, Jimmy Wong Yu. Jimmy Wong uh, Yu. So, uh, in, yeah, Wong, in interviews yeah. and before, you've definitely talked about uh, Bruce Lee and the Green Hornet, Jimmy Wang Yu. So, Green Hornet obviously was played on TV. When did yeah. you first see Jimmy Wang Yu? Was this also on like Saturday Kung Fu Theater, or did you were you going to the theater to in, actually in, watch in it? In the actual theater. Ah, you know, you know okay. Saturday matinee theater. Me and cousins, my cousins and my home boys would go. And, uh, and watch these movies, and like I said, you know, uh, in an old book of mine, I'd, I'd sit and I'd watch them. I mean, I'd, I was the most attentive guy there, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I'm sitting there watching the professors do their thing, and then on the way home, the walk home, mm-hmm. on the walk home, practicing the movie, hey, nigga, hey, yeah, you and me, man, we start kicking and punching <laughs> each other, somebody getting a black guy, kicking the lip or something, coming home, and, um, you know, I mean, I remember being in, in, in uh, my grandma's front yard, Kicking and punching and swinging like like it's be like a shadow boxing. Yeah. And my uncle, what do you think you're doing, young man? Let me tell you something. If if anybody would have come up to me and told me that you kick him in the head, I'd believe them and I'd whoop your ass. <laughs> <laughs> that shit. You know, I, for real. I remember teachers, teachers in school saying, you know, come recess time, we're playing kick-ins, man. We're in the back of you, 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 pick a team, like, how do you go see? You mean you okay, yeah. We're gonna come to the court, we're gonna be the boss, right? They go they do a whole scene of the movie. And kick and punch each other. Guys getting, after recess, getting black eyes, fat lips. <laughs> the guy. I mean, it was just, we, 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 we didn't know that movies were, you know, not for real. But, so but around, yeah. around what age would this have been then? Oh, wow. Shoot. From the age of six to like 
until I started my actual martial arts training, maybe by the time I was 13. Okay. 14, so. So you're 13, yeah. you're 14, and you actually start learning martial arts. And From what watching, is, yeah. yeah, first you're watching. So yeah. what is the actual first style you teach and, uh, excuse me, you learn, and who was your instructor? Shitoru, and it's Robert, Mr. Robert Sapine Sr. and Mr. Robert Sapine Jr. And you were how old exactly? You were 13, like 14? 13, 14, yeah. Got it. And you took to it pretty fast, correct? Yes, sir. Because it was it was pretty much your your main thing. Because I know you played soccer as a kid as well. Soccer was my sport. Right. You know I'm saying love soccer, but this thing took over. Man. Right. And a lot of people don't know you actually went to a performing arts high school yeah. as well. Yeah. So I mean, you had that going on, but the uh, Shituriu was really your main focus. Right. Excellent. And so you started at age 13, 14. And when did you start competing? Um, about 14. Okay, wow. So right out the gate. Right out the gate. I go to karate tournaments. Right. And, and, uh, and were these point play. style? Like, points, uh, yeah, yeah, point style. Point, point tournament. And, and the difference though, when you say point style, somebody may look at point fighting today, but, um, anyone from back in the day who knew how, how point fighting was, I mean, Point fighting was serious. Oh yeah, you know, I mean you got knocked out. Yeah, you, got, you, you listen. Got, you know, if you listen to Superfoot Wallace yes. talk in some of his interviews, yes, you know he straight up talks about. It depends on which state you were fighting in too. Yeah. He's like, you know, if you were in, uh, if you were on the East Coast, maybe it wasn't as bad. But if you were fighting in Texas, oh man, you get knocked out. Yeah, People, yeah. You know, everyone came out all bloody and yes. stuff. Then you'd go to the next tournament in another state, like I don't know Colorado, and yeah. they'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa. What's up with that? Yeah, you what are you doing? Do that here, yeah. Yeah, you can't do that here. It's like, oh man, sorry, I just fought in Texas. Yeah, you know, I just yeah. fought Skipper Mullins, and you yes, know, yes, yeah, that was yeah, for real. Those guys uh, uh, were for real back in the day, and that's why you know, old school with it. But I realized these days you have to be very um, careful with business, and right. you know, a much different society. Um, but, but yeah, you've also mentioned that your sensei was actually quite progressive, especially for that time when yes. we were still in the era of. Individual styles, individual not, styles mixing. Yes. not mixing. But you've told us numerous times about a, a particular tournament you went to, yeah. correctly? Yes. And yeah. uh, I went to the, the, the Western Canadian Championships. Right. And, and uh, that tournament would always host um, the uh, competitors from the uh, martial arts from the three most you know, Western Canadian right. you know, uh, provinces uh, Saskatchewan, Alberta, British Columbia. And um, I remember our sensei pulled us aside and said, okay, listen, gentlemen, you go to this tournament, and at this tournament, there'll be a lot of um, uh, Kung Fu and, and Taekwondo guys, because I'm pretty, you know, like their styles. However, they have some pretty good kicks, and uh, you guys, I uh, could learn something. <clears throat> and he walked away, and I felt, wow. For a Shitoru, and if anyone knows traditional Japanese styles, Shitoru, it's like, forget about it. Straight, you know, breaking boards, break your, break your one punch. One kick, always for the kill. Very, very low to the ground <laughs> stance, exactly, you yeah. know? And, um, you know, I remember when I came back from the first tournament that I went to, and, I, and, and I'm moving around, one of the guys was sparring, and I stepped a couple of psychics in his face, kind of <laughs> a la Bill Wallace style, and I said, Mr. Cunningham, what do you think you're doing? Well, since I was just, <clears throat> no such thing as, uh, what do you say, Miwashi Gere Kiyagi, it's Kiyomi, trust. Then I'm like, yes, that's good. However, it's very effective. Keep doing that. <laughs> and he walked away. And, and, and it was like, wow. So, so, so I guess that helped me later on, me as a coach later on, um, whenever, uh, you know, I would, you know, coach uh, my guys. I was telling you guys, uh, you know, guys, Bruce was right. The best technique 
is the one that works. And, and the man I admired most of all, my sensei, uh, uh, Robert Sapin Sr., um, when he broke down and said, nah, man, that, you know what? I don't particularly like it, but it's effective. Keep running that, son. For a staunch Japanese stylist to say that, back in the day, you know what I'm saying? Now you know what kind of effect that had on me. And, and that's my style. Yeah. I remember a lot of guys, people, um, even today, people who may watch some of my old fights and go, wow, so you took Taekwondo? And then, nah, that's a true stylist. I'd be like, get the hell out of here. Those guys are powerful psychic, hard back kick, you know what I'm saying? A nice hard front thrust kick. She goes, there's no way that guy came from Chicharu, but absolutely, you know what I'm saying? Um, because, again, of the pro- progressive thinking right. of my sensei back then. Yeah. So, uh, you're, you're in the Shujuryu for about three or four years, and then when do you start kickboxing? Um, I started kickboxing um, after uh, 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 my first kickboxing instructor, Tom Forstreuter and um, Doug Dunn. Um, uh, came to our, our gym, to my sensei Bob Sapin's uh, gym, um, after they had, had traveled to the States, down here to LA to train with Benny the Jet Urquidez, Grandmaster, you know, sensei Benny the Jet Urquidez. And they came back and we thought, wow, they true Benny the Jet, you know, the greatest, you know, kickboxer of all times. And, and even back then, that he was the um, North American who traveled to the East and defeated them all. It was uh, the, the legend, it was, it was amazing. You know? Still a legend. You got yeah. it. You know what I'm saying? Always, forever. You know what I'm saying? Forever. And um, when they came back, and, and um, Tom, uh, Forrest Troita, and, and uh, Doug Dunn, they came into our gym and said, listen, uh, hey, Bob, can we come and train you gym here? We can make a trade. Now, how about if we train some of your best boys? We see a couple of them, um, Ivan, Peter, Kevin, Chuck, you know, a couple of your boys are pretty tough. Maybe we train these kids and uh, for a trade. Bob was, you know what? That'd be great, man. Let's get into this kickboxing thing. And they started training us. And I remember, and that's Bob Jr., by the way, they talked right. to. I remember Bob Sr., that master, um, Bob Sapin, said, uh, watch me when they go, Bobby, to his uh, son, um, if you're gonna have this kid kickbox, Peter kickbox, he goes, uh, get him to a boxing gym. And uh, well, what do you mean, Daddy? He goes, this guy's teaching boxing. No, 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 no. He goes, let me tell you something. He goes, I watch these, a lot of these uh, new kickboxes, he says. He goes, and uh, with the exception of Benny the Jet, and a couple of others, he goes, they're worth nothing. He goes, they can't, they can't box to save their lives. He goes, in the ring, boxing is king. His story is, people don't realize, um, maybe why it was so, so liberal thinking is that he came from boxing. He was a boxer first. Uh-huh. But his, 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 his job, his main job was a roofer. Right. So back in the day, you're doing two, three jobs. You bought, like, like, like um, come on, like, um, uh, uh, I'm looking for Cinderella Man. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're boxing. So my sense, it was working as a roofer right. and boxing. And, um, and uh, the story is that he had an accident and fell off the roof while roofing one day and broke his right shoulder. That was Ooh, his killer right yeah. hand. So that's he's never going to box again. He goes, you can't, you can't use his hand like you used to. It's not going to happen. So he thought, well, I watch karate. And these karate guys seem to generate a lot of power. And they go, I'm going to take up karate. So again, no question. And if you look down the line and see his lineage, you go, wow. Amazing. Someone said an accident, and this man goes into karate and developed in the line of fighters that he did, myself included. So at that yeah. point, then you, right. you, you have the karate base, you start to go train kickboxing, but then you also go to start training boxing. Yes, sir. And I feel like that's yeah. actually something that a lot of people don't know right. is 
uh, not how high level of a boxer you are, but how high level you were in competition wise boxing right, right. because you actually fought for the Canadian title. Yes, you were a golden gloves champion. Yes, so you were, uh, in the early days of your career, you were fighting both professional kickboxing. Going, check it out. At one okay. Point, I'm, doing, I'm doing amateur boxing. Right. Point fighting and amateur kickboxing. <laughs> so you did yeah. start in amateur kickboxing yes, too. Sir. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, got so it. So I'm doing all, all of that. And then I turned pro in, in, uh, in kickboxing automatically back in the automatic term pro well that's what i was wondering so did you have any actual amateur kickboxing matches yeah okay and were these pka rules or were they full international rules like both kicks both okay wk and pk got it pk was more prevalent but but in Canada, we like WK. Yeah. Because we all want to be like Benny the Jet. So right. So we did more Benny the Jet. And these were a lot of yeah. Frank Lee shows too, yes, correct? Frank Lee. And for people, legend, yeah, yeah who people don't know, yeah. Frank Lee is one of the pioneers oh, in yes. uh, Muay Thai and kickboxing in, in Canada. North America. Canada yeah. In North America. And yeah. so he was the, the teacher of Billy Chow, mm-hmm. White Crane Kung Fu Master. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so mm-hmm. obviously that's going to be more of the international rules because yes. of the Muay Thai base. Yes. Got it. And then uh-huh. so you pretty much turned pro right away and yeah. your very first fight Professional kickboxing yes, sir. is against who and for what? <laughs> I'm fighting my very first fight. I'm on a Bandit Jet um, Defense card. Um, Waterloo Sports. I mean, yeah. very big deal. It's in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada. And uh, they tell me I'm fighting a kid who's half native and half Chinese. Well, when they said the Chinese part, automatically Gordy Gong popped into my head and I go, well, it can't be Gordy because if anyone knows Gordy, and there's, there's no disrespect, he's very Chinese looking. Right. There's nothing native about looking. Yeah. Caring about Gordy. So I thought, well, it couldn't be him, but it could have, I like the Chinese ring in there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I hope I don't get to fight Gordy. I go, but you know, I guess. Because I, as a note, Gordy Gong was the champ. Just the champ. It's, and this is your first professional <laughs> fight. <laughs> professional fight. So, so I guess the thing is, you can fight on the card yeah. as some meat. Yeah. You can know fight on the card as a piece of meat. So. So we get to, so my, my coaches, again, they had more confidence in me, like I said, back than I had in myself. All I know, Bob Supine Jr. had more confidence in me than I had in myself. Right. Oh, no, so we get to the, um, my mom had to come sign for me, guys. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> back then, but if you're under 18, you can't, you know, you, yeah. you, you need parental you know, consent. So my mom's, you know, God bless her. You know what I'm saying? That's my girl, still alive and well with us. And uh, my greatest supporter in everything I've done. Anyway, she comes out with us, and um, we're at the way in, and says the manager walks in. Mom, this is the manager, the greatest thing. Oh, wow. Hello, sir. Good to meet you. Good to meet you, man. And then, oh, and there's uh, Sensei Blinky and Sensei Ruben, his, his brothers, and they train him. And she said, oh, great. And she goes, sirs, I think your brother's about the best thing. I said, well, man, you know, we think your son's about the best, one of the best things we've seen. This kid's got talent. You know, Sensei Blinky really big me up. You know, my mom goes, wow, thank you. So they, they pass on. Then, ah, oh, my God, Mom, look, look right there. And she said, what's that, son? I go, who's that? I go, that's Gordy Gong. That's a Canadian lightweight champion. Woo! <laughs> Man, I wonder who he's fighting. Somebody really gonna get it. And then one of the... Co- <laughs> it's funny. One of the coaches go, uh-huh, wonder who. I'm a half-bright kid. Oh, I don't know what he said. Yeah, I wonder who. I looked at the other coach, Tom Forster. Tom goes, see, kid, I wanted to say something. But Bob goes, Tom, see, another word, he out of my gym. He was sensitive off the gym. He can handle it, don't worry, I go, I look back at him, I look at my mom and goes, oh no, son, no. Maybe if you don't want to fight this guy, just tell me I will not sign figure. So what am I going to say? We're away and everybody's looking at me. Yeah. So I'm like, no, mom, son, of course, you know. And then I look back at Sensei Bob and he said, trust you me, he won't, we won't let him hurt you. If he's going a little rough, we'll throw the towel in. But imagine publicity for the film. 
ABC Sports, dog. Yeah. <laughs> Think about the gym, <laughs> son. The gym, you son. could take a few broken bones, maybe some brain damage. You know yeah. so, so I'm thinking, I'm thinking, ah, oh, man, is that it? I'm, I'm, I'm a sacrificial lamb for the gym. That's how I looked at it then, not thinking that this man just made you, son. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we go back to the hotel room. Um, my mom was in, 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 in her room with that, the young lady, my girlfriend at the time. And then myself and Tom in our room, and Sister Bob in his room. And I remember being in a room, going into the room with Tom, and then, well, I'm, I can be honest now, nobody's trying to be my coach. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I start crying. I'm bawling, man. I'm like, man, can you imagine that, man? They told me a native, they didn't tell me this a native Chinese. They didn't tell me they didn't look no native. You know what I'm yeah. saying? <laughs> That's Gordy Gong. I can't fuck with Gordy Gong. How am I supposed to get a hookup with Cincinnati and those guys? If I thought I was going to beat up in some native brother, I won't take it easy on him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just look good enough for Sensei Benny and guys to invite me down. But now I'm in there with Gordy. You're going to fuck me up. I'm never going to get my chance. I start crying. Man, that's a bunch of bullshit, man. And Tom goes, don't worry about it, kid. Go in there. Do your best. If he starts fucking me up, fuck, Rob. I'm going to throw the towel in. Uh, <laughs> no, you know what? Fuck that. He goes, what? I go, fuck him. I don't care. He goes, uh, that's my boy. That's what I'm talking about. I go, no, do you understand? He goes, yeah, I'm throw the towel in. No, no, no. You don't throw no towel in. I'm going to fuck him up. He goes, what? I go, I don't care who he's fought. You know what I'm saying? Who he's thinking he fought. You never fought me before. Tom says, hey, asshole. You never fought nobody before. <laughs> <laughs> I, go, I go, I don't care. Just watch. Just watch. Then I start reiterating the dream. I go, I'm going there. Out loud. I'm mad. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking my, 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 my truth. Visualization. I'm manifesting. Visualizing, right. manifesting out loud. I go, just watch. I'm going to go in that ring. I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to look so good. That since of any of those guys after the fight, they're going to ask them to send me down. They come to them in LA. Just watch. He's like, yeah, that's the spirit. Now, I'm not kidding, Tom. Just watch. Just watch. Yeah, just watch. I'm going to beat him up, man. Then I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. Okay, guys. Next day, we're fighting now. And um, I get in that ring. And, and ding. You know, I jump in there and I jump on Gordy. And I think he's thinking, like, he's still surprised looking. He's like, does this kid know he's supposed to get, a, get his ass whooped? And he's like, damn, didn't they get the memo? Yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> said, no, I mean, hey, I don't read well, son. You know what I'm saying? I jumped in that ass and, and, and all, all respects to Gordy. You know what I'm saying? Here's your hero. And now you stand, you, you're at a crossroads because, um, you know, you can, you can take a whooping from this guy. He goes on to be a hero and goes and does whatever he does. Or you get a whooping right now on ABC, Wide World of Sports. The thrill of victory, the aggregate of defeat. That's how old school this shit is. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Get your ass whooped and never heard from, be heard from again. You know what I'm saying? Ain't going to happen, son. So, um, long and short of it, I won the fight. Ended up getting a TKO. Kick Gordy upside the head and, 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 and cut the doctor. Kind of let the fight go for a second. And I came there again. Tom's like, he's working on cuts, son. And they stopped the fight. So he had me fight my first pro fight. Um, o and O with, uh, you know, fighting a Canadian <laughs> champion. And, um, you know, me at 17, him at what, 24, 25. And me, um, you know, TKO on him and, and getting the victory. And um, just knowing that uh, some, something happened, man. You know, and then that was it. again. I said after the fight, it's when um, Sensei Blinky Rodriguez and Sensei Ruben Arquides, uh Sensei Benny's brother and his brother-in-law, you know, all brothers, uh, came to my mom and says, "Ma'am, we 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 have been all over this world. We know town, and your boy right there, he got some talent, listen. And and we're gonna open the gym in the states. And if you send up the train with us, 
We promise you we would we would uh, take him as a family. We would look after him for you. My mom goes, you know what? If you guys, I think your brother, Benny the Jet, is about the greatest thing I've ever seen. And if you think my son could be anything like that, and it's his dream, by all means. You know what I mean? Here we are. You know? Um, so at this point, you're invited to move out to L.A. to train at what would become one of the most famous gyms of all time, yes, which sir. is the Jet Center. Yes, so did, even made it. Yeah, it wasn't. So they, yeah. were, they were just yeah. in the planning stages. Planning stages so yeah. what year would this have been around? 1980-something? 80. Or? God, I want to say. Was that 80? 81? Maybe 82? Wow. 81 or early 82? Maybe, maybe Wow. Maybe 81, and late 81 or, or, or early 82. And for people that aren't necessarily familiar with the timeline of kickboxing in America and stuff, this right. is a very uh, important time period. I mean, right. Superfoot Wallace had been from My like man, 75 yeah. to 80, and he yep. was a big deal. Dawn the Dragon was coming up at this time. Yes, this would have been the time actually he started fighting uh, yes. some of the Thai guys and yes. stuff too. Yep. Benny had already gone to Japan and beat a bunch of important yes, champs. Right. So this was a really uh, kind of cool period cool also. Period, yes. And so it's that's kind of why you know the Jet Center opening and all this top talent in the world started it's going coming, coming there. there yes. And so yep. at that point, you move out to LA, yep. and you start training and fighting out of the Jet Center. Yep. Uh, and uh, actually, both the Jet Center and the Joe Louis Muhammad Ali. That is correct. Yeah. Because you got invited there after well, you yeah. fought on. Um, and after I fought on the uh, Muhammad Ali uh, versus David Semenko exhibition bout. Right. David Semenko was uh, the toughest guy in hockey. Uh -huh. He played for the Edmonton Oilers and he was uh, Wayne Gretzky's defender. Yeah. You know I mean, you messed with Gretzky, stayed close to Gretzky. Samika so was coming on the ice, crush your head, go back to <laughs> straight to the family box. You know what I'm saying? Skate straight. And then I'm going to go fight Muhammad Ali yeah, too, yeah, just because yeah, I can. Just because I yeah. can. So, so they thought it was a great thing to do. But um, this gentleman I got to reach out to and to his family, um, Alderman Ron Hader of um, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. He was the, at the time, was the boxing commission commissioner of all of Canada. And I'm told, uh, well, obviously that's what happened because I used to visit him when I'd go home. Saw him a couple of times. That he told them if Ali's coming to um to Edmonton, uh, Alberta, Canada, my province, and I am the um you know the chief of boxing in Canada to throw a fight, he goes that my son has to be on there. They said your son, who's your son? He said Peter Cunningham. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. He's a he's a very tall man. He's six four. I mean, real, real six yeah. five. Maybe real tall. Irish. You know what I'm saying? Red <laughs> Irish man. And, Looks and, just and, like you. Just just like me. You yeah. know. And uh, I love that man. Because it's amazing. So once you make up your mind on exactly what it is you wish to do, all the universe converses. Guys, it, it couldn't be more. Just think, are you kidding me? When I tell people this, I think, nah, you're joking. But um, I don't know if uh, who survived Mr. Hader, if he's still with us. Um, you know, it was a, a while back, you know. I, I, the, the proof is in the pudding, you know. And this is an important yeah. element that when you listen to other classic champions and champions mm -hmm. nowadays is the idea or the concept of visualization right. that you've just talked about. Right. And I know other fighters that I've listened to speak, uh, for example, Jerry Golden Boy Trimble. It, yeah, it's Double. the same thing. Yeah. You know, it's this concept of visualization of seeing yourself as the champion, yeah. just constantly, this is what I'm going to do. And yes. it's almost, uh, you know, it could be misinterpreted as sometimes as being cocky, but it's not. It's just positive thinking me. and visualization because yes. that's something yes. I've learned from you and me. listening to these guys. And I put myself in that same position yes. where I'm like, it's not, it's not if I win, it's when I win. Yes, sir. And people are like, oh, well, you know, you might lose. And, no. you know, Sorry. it's like, Don't I'm not going to think like that. Don't even know you know, how to spell that word. Right. 
And so you fight on this card, and real quick side note, because you're fighting Dave Johnston. Yes. And so for a lot of people that don't know, Dave Johnston is one of the best slash craziest kickers of all time in American kickboxing. Shout out to his daughter, Amy Johnston, who's now an up-and-coming action star. Extremely talented. Uh, Yeah, yeah. wish her all the best. But uh, her dad, I mean, we run a combo in class that we, that we call the Dave Johnson. Johnson. Dave Johnson stuff, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And so yeah. what was fighting him like? Dave Johnson, um, before the fight, the tournament was going to fight a kid named Manny Johnson from, uh, you know. Man, they're just, they're messing with you. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so I'm like, yeah, okay. Now, three days before the fight, they go, oh, Manny caught a cold. And, and now you got, uh, uh, you got to fight somebody else. I go, whew, thank God. There was a Manny Johnson. The guy was uh, rank number 10. Okay, you know? so he was a real guy. So I thought, man, I'm going to fight number 10 rank. Hey, you going to be in the car? You going to be in the car? Yeah. yeah. I feel a little upset because Mr. Hater made them put me in the car. So, all right, you can get your boy. And so we had your boy fight. You know what I mean? Uh, it's a piece of meat. Anyway, so um, he said, oh, but he got a call. I go, thank you, Jesus. Oh, God. You're going to fight Dave Johnson. Then he flipped Manny with Dave. Ah. So now you're going to fight. You're not going to fight number 10. You're going to fight number one. You're the, the <laughs> man. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, you know what? By then, I just went to this, I don't care. Bring him. I go, I've got to be seen by all these people. I don't care who you put in there with me. Tonight, whoever steps in the room with me, they're getting that ass for. You know what I'm saying? No disrespect. I got to have this. Um, and I remember Mr. Robin Webb, um, the trainer of many great Canadian um, kickboxers and legends uh, like Terry Years. And of course, Mr. Uh, Tony Morelli, my hero, one of my, you know, uh, first kickboxing heroes, man. Tony Morelli, Henry Champion World, Canadian, proud of him. Um, the, the the quintessential Italian style, you know. Yeah. And um, I remember uh, um, Robin Webb was wrapping my hands. Mr. Robin Webb was was wrapping my hands. Him his props, and uh, he's wrapping real tight, real firm. And he goes, uh, "Is that okay, go, yeah." It keeps going on and says, what do you want real tight on purpose? Is that what I said? Yeah. He goes, you give me a head. He goes, oh, this kid's ready. He goes, oh, man, no, no complaints out of this boy. He goes, you know what? Good man. He goes, you're going to be all right. He goes, I got to be honest with you. He's like, I'll tell you something. He goes, um, he says, Benny's the all-round best kickboxer in the business. He goes, but this guy going to fight tonight, this guy right here, this guy's the best kicker. Thanks, <laughs> 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 oh, but he's been honest with me. He goes, this is Dave Johnson. He goes, you have, you have you're good boxer. He goes, I can't watch you when you fought in, in the Golden Gloves. He goes, you're a great boxer. He goes, you're a good boxer. He goes, um, go out there and use your hands, but be leery of his kicks because Dave hits like a mule kicks. I go, okay, good. So I know what the guy's got. I go out there and, and, and out the gate, it was apparent that, that I'm a better boxer than this guy. So I'm going to keep it in a boxing groove. You know what I'm saying? But again, you got to get back then until you have to get your eight kicks in. You know what right. I mean? Right. So it's like, oops. But then, like my sister always said, for guys like me and Dave Johnston, eight kicks, First 10 seconds, you know what I'm yes. saying? That's never a problem, right? <laughs> that was never a problem for me. But now, at one point in the fight now, I mean, I'm putting a little bit on, on my boy with hands, and Dave gave me one of those fake side kicks, spinning back kicks. Bam, I blocked the kick. But bam! And that bitch came right through. I sat there, <laughs> but something I learned uh, uh, early was to play poker. You know what I'm saying? Bam, he hit me, and I went, like, Shabba was like, and I saw Dave look at me and went, God damn. I just saw him look at his eyes and I, and I thought, <laughs> I got this mother now. You know what I'm saying? I got this mother tucking now, bro. You know what I'm saying? And I watched him say, okay, good. And I started walking down and I just started putting hands on him. And, um, and won the fight, you know? And, and uh, Dave gave me props after the fight. And, um, 
I remember Mr. Paul Maslach, you know, who wrote for Black Belt at the time. So that's when the world started noticing this kid from Everton named Pete Cunningham. But also, I remember uh, meeting Budini Brown, you know, Ali, Mr. Ali, Mr. Muhammad Ali, the legends man. And at a dinner after the, um, you know, after the competition, I mean, after the big card competition, man, after the, 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 the monumental, you know what I'm saying? Mr. Card, I'm, I'm at Ali's table. I remember Layla Ali when she was a little girl. I told Layla this for meeting her one time, you know? And um, and Ollie's there, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm saying, champion, this, you, that. And my mom was inside this book. He goes, you ever seen me fight? And I remember saying, yeah, I've seen you fight. And his wife, you know, uh, Alita's mom was like, how's this child going to see you fight? I go, oh, I have. I, he goes, you're a baby. I said, oh, yes, I have. You ever seen absolutely? My mom said, my mom was the biggest fan. He watched all your fights. He's like, yeah. he said, all right. And he sent the book for my mom. Mom still has, has that book to this day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shoot, you kidding me? And um, then I remember Rudin saying, listen, this kid's a kick fighter. They didn't, they didn't care for kickboxing much. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He goes, this kid's a kick fighter, but he could really fight. And he thought boxing was real fighting. That's it. Yeah. He goes, well, he could really fight. He goes, you know, we should bring him down. I'm going to make it so. All I know, gentlemen, is that we got an invitation to come down and train with the Joe Lewis, Muhammad Ali Gym in Santa Monica. Not even there anymore. But you mentioned to any old school, they know what's up. You know what I'm saying? Um, and... Uh, as they say, the rest of history. So in that in that in that year, you know, there maybe the fights are you know a, a half a year apart, or whatever else. That in that span, imagine me meeting two of my absolute heroes in kickboxing and in boxing, and receiving an invitation for both of their camps to come to L.A. Gentlemen, literally, when I came to L.A., we were training Joe Louis Muhammad Ali boxing in Santa Monica. When I'm done training with the boxers there. Grab a smoothie, some nuts, some, some, you know what I'm saying? Honey and all that, some bananas. Drive over into the hot, heat. <laughs> yeah. This <laughs> is my life. I feel the heat coming in the valley. Whoa. Into the valley and go to um, uh, uh, Frankie Goodman's gym. It was a boxing gym. That's where Sensor Benny and Sensor Ruben right. you know, were starting Blinky off. Had their gym, you know what I'm saying? And go there and kickbox with Sensor Benny, the Jet, Sensor Blinky, uh, Sensor Adam, Sensor Lily, Sensor Ruben, you know what I'm saying? I'm working with these guys. As a side there. note for people not familiar with LA, the Muhammad Ali gym was on the uh, west side yes. in Santa Monica, correct? Yes. Which is going to be slightly cooler, closer to the water. Uh, mm-hmm. Where Benny and them were training out in what we call the valley. Uh, before the Jet Center opened, but yes. same general area. We're talking Van Nuys. Van Nuys and, and it, like Victory. In Vic, yeah, so yeah. it Van was Van a little bit, it's a little bit warmer it's, out there. It's literally <laughs> probably like minimum 30 degree difference. Yeah. If you're hitting 70 yes. in Santa Monica, you're getting in the late, in, into the 90s. In the the 90s. Yeah, 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 at least. Yeah. So it's it's hot. Like when we train there during the summer, it, it gets hot. So yeah. so you're, you're now living in California, Los yes, Angeles. Sir. You're training with two of your heroes. You're training boxing at the gym of uh, Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. Gym, yeah. And then you're going to train with uh, Benny the Jet and his team yes. before the Jet Center's even open. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so for those next few years, you're both professionally kickboxing and boxing. And boxing. Yes, You've already won the lightweight title of Canada in kickboxing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've won golden gloves in boxing. Yes, sir. And then so uh, let's talk a little bit. When do you win your first world championship in kickboxing? Wow. I want to say it's uh, 84. Okay. I want to say 84, and, and I'm fighting at Robert Visitation. And Robert Visitation, uh, props to this kid, great fighter, great dude. Great mm-hmm. dude. That Robert's, I, I believe he's still with us. Uh, wonderful family, I think, I want to say Texas maybe, one of the seven states. Okay. 
Um, you know, great dude, and, and he gave me an opportunity, bro. He gave me a shot. Um, good fight, and I won that fight really by a TKO. Um, Real quick, what was the rule set for this? What were we talking? PKA it was, it was, or? Uh, it was WKA. Got it. Rules. So we can kick legs and, 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 and all that. So we can get leg kicks and everything involved. So for, then, for view or listeners that maybe aren't as familiar, that means you can kick everywhere aside from the groin and so forth. Yeah. So low kicks, body kicks, head kicks, kicks, kicks. You can punch kicks, everywhere, but that'd be yeah. no elbows and no knees. All right. Correct. All right. Got no it. No elbows, no knees. So it's straight, you know, kickboxing rules. And now that fight ended with a TKO. Um, me, your left leg, uh, cutting Rob, you know what I'm saying? And... and um, and uh, the, the judges come in, the doctors come and take a look at it and say, okay, that's it. Wow. I, I, I you know, um, kind of had planned for like a heck of a night. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This guy can rob a physician. He's a good boxer and he's a good kicker. He's fought many champions, you know, the whole bit. And um, you have to take it from a kid like this, you know? And and um, as fortune, I want to say, would have it, um, we're going and, and a couple of rounds in, bow, kick to the eye, there's a cut. You know what I'm saying? And they look at it, and okay, kick it back. Oh, no, sorry. Nah, that's too dangerous. Let me stop it. And, and for instance, this is old school days. So they let you walk around half your face hanging out. <laughs> what, what, yeah, so so nothing near it, really. There's a cut over the eye. They checked it out. Uh, you know, Rob was a little pissed off by that. And, and they're like, shit. Okay, sorry, son. That's it. Wow, I'm world champion. You know? Um, I remember my coaches since Benny the Jet. Says Ruben Aquiles, says Arnold, says Blinky, um, says Smiley, says Lily, Tom Force, Troita, um, uh, Ed Cousins, and Ray Barnes, who my, my boxing trainers. Ray Barnes, by the way, the same gentleman who trained Mike Weaver. Ed Cousins also, you know what I mean? And um, so just to show we, you, you We know, can do a whole podcast on Ed Cousins. Guys, yeah. Yeah. When we do exactly. one of the second or third ones of oh, you, we'll just, we'll just devote it to Ed Cousins because you've got some great know. stories about yes, that, John. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, boxing legends. We're boxing training legends right there. And um, they all, um, you know, put me aside and said, that's great, son. I go, when you win, once you win a title, things change. You know, everything changes, but now you begin. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I said, oh, yeah. And it was my... Um, my thought on that winning, becoming a, a champion to be um, something uh, of note, right? Not to be somebody who you know, like I remember, I said to Maurice and, and Rod Key once, um, you know, we were amateurs coming up. So I'm gonna be champion of the world, and but not just a champion who wins the title. And then years later, people are saying, whatever happened to that little black guy from Edmonton? Are you know the one who won the title back in? Uh, no, what was his name? Sugar Toes, Sugar right? Toes, you know Sweet, Sweet Feet. No. Yeah. That would be like like Benny the Jet and Bill Super for Wallace. They gonna know my name. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. And from that point on, uh, you're pretty much fighting a, a who's who of kickboxing at that time. Yes. You're not you're not fighting tomato cans. No, you're not sir. fighting chumps. No, you have to make your way. It, it was. I, I must uh, 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 let folks know this as well. Um, what I had in mind to become a champion in the world. You know what I'm saying? Um, what to do both, both in boxing and kickboxing? Um, it, it was uh, Sensei Ruben Rikides's dream, that's Sensei Benny's brother, the trainer of us all, who who said, you're going to be an undisputed champion just like Benny. He goes, you're going to be like Sensei Benny the Jet. He goes, uh, an undisputed, uh, yep, yes, yes sir, whatever you say, sir, three bags full, sir. He goes, he goes, yeah. he goes you have the talent, son? He goes, you don't hit as hard as Benny. He goes, <laughs> you go, but you move around, he goes, and you box very well, they can't catch you, they can't touch you, and he quick as shit, trust you me, you're going to do it, you know what I'm saying? And um, he was like, we're going to fight. You can be an undisputed champion because that, that way nobody can say shit. You can get that respect. WKA, um, ISKA, kick, um, 
IMF, WMAC. He goes, um, you're going to take all these titles off. And did you yeah. win in all those, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because yeah. you are a seven-time world kickboxing yes, champion. Yeah. Some say, hey, because the w, it was a WMAC, I guess it's, it's defunct. Right. But um, somebody told me, why don't you count that? I go, well, it's no longer. Well, you won the damn bill. Yeah. So I, I got some claim and it said eight-time world champion. I won uh, uh, WMAC in Vegas fighting um, Chris Anderson, a great kid, by the way, too. Chris reached out to me before. And it was great to me, too, after the fights. It was a great kid from Florida. Is this and, the Bulldog? Uh, That's not the, the Bulldog. That is yeah, the Bulldog. Yeah, That's yeah, the one Shooky yeah. Ron was in your yes, corner. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Kick him. Kick him. Kick, 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 kick his leg. Kick, kick him. him. Yes, you could, it. You could straight up hear the great Shooky Ron from Israel, Majuro Gym. In the, like, on watching the actual fight, you can hear yes. him, like, faintly in the background how <laughs> yes. loud he is. Kick, kick his leg. Break his leg. Break it. That's good. Do it again. Right, so that's announced here on the Martial Arts Mania podcast. First time, eight-time world champion. So yes, yes, declaring sir. it here. So another interesting point is, so at this point, you're not only uh, fighting, you know, North American fighters. You're uh, fighting international fighters, international. too. You start fighting the best guys from all over the world. Yes. Something that Sensei Benny had done. Yes, Don the Dragon exactly. had done. Exactly what we had Dale Apollo Cook yes. was doing by this point. You know, he yeah. was fighting uh, Muay Thai champions yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and doing quite well. Yeah. And so for me, off the top of my head, one of the first big ones I remember you fighting is Nabuya, correct? Yes. Uh, Japanese. Zuka, right. And okay. for anybody that hasn't watched that fight, I suggest you go on for, YouTube. For a kid from Japan named Hara Masagiro also. Oh, okay. Fought him in, in Tijuana. By oh, the way, yeah. that was a, 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 another, another <laughs> look at this, that was another... Um, how can I say a historic card because Julio Cesar Chavez and myself co-main evented that card. Say what? <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? Uh, go check it up. Dig up the, the, the record books. Oh, I, I believe you, Sensei. I myself but... and Julio Cesar Chavez, not Junior. No disrespect to Junior. Yeah. But Senior, the Got man. Um, co-main event, uh, a show, a kickboxing, boxing show in Chihuahua, Mexico. And um, I fought a kid in Jara Masagiro and I think I stopped him in the 10th. Um, who did knock somebody out, you know, as, as, he, as he did back in the day. Yeah. Sure. And um, that's, uh, I didn't, kind of not forgotten about it. It's funny, you remember all your fights, but you, you keep it on the side and you don't walk out, you know, just blaring it out there. But I remember going to Mexico one time with, um, with uh, uh, Sensei Trevor um, Sherman to be through some seminars and to be a guest at uh, a Pan American um, martial arts uh, event. And one of the reporters uh, piped up and said, Mr. Cunningham, we remember you when you and Julio Cesar um, fought. I said, oh, my God, that touched my heart. So that's the real fight fans. Yeah. I mean, here, you don't remember you know, <laughs> anyone fighting. Yes. I go to Mexico, and, and it's not like it's showing me all over the place. You know what I'm saying? And a reporter going, we remember you, sir, when you came here like a million years ago and you fought this guy, Japanese. Wow. Fighter culture, right? Wow. You know, fighter culture. Yeah. yeah. People remember so, a great so, fighter. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. So, so you been some places and did some things. And so, back to Nabuya real quick. What I right. want to suggest to people is watching that fight because, in uh-huh. my opinion, that is that's like pretty much the beginning of what I like to call the uh-huh. Sugarfoot style. Not only that, mm-hmm. I mean, and no offense to Nabuya because he was a great champion. He gave Sensei Benny good work. Yeah. I mean, Benny uh, hands no down beat him yeah. as well. No but you just you shut him down. You watch yeah. that fight and. Yeah. It's, it's like he didn't know what to do. And if people watching that fight might think, oh, this guy sucks. No, he doesn't suck. Yeah, you just, everybody up. Yeah. you were just yeah. like on point that fight. Yeah. And it's just, you had your way with him. Yes, sir. And so that was the beginning of that. And then uh, obviously it isn't too long after that, that you decide to fight under what would be kind of like K1 rules against 
one of the greatest Thai fighters of all time. Times, yes. Who is... Sakat Pachindi. Yeah. So you fought him twice. Yes, sir. First time was to a draw. draw. Yes, sir. And the second time you go back draw. to fight him in Australia. Shut up. Right. But a lot of people thought you didn't stand a chance, uh-huh. including uh, Mr. Rob Kamen. Yes. Robbie, uh, a very good friend of mine, um, and, and at the time, because Sasa Benny was, was phasing out, training us more, doing more movies and stuff like that, so Robbie Common was hailed as pound for pound, uh, the, and, and uh, you know, unarguably, the greatest you know, kickboxer in the world, Ties, Europeans, everybody, Robbie gave him some. Robbie knocked you out. Robbie <laughs> thrashed you. you know, um, to this day, when I train you guys, you know, and my fighters, always mission, Robbie Common style. Dutch style kickboxing, oh, yeah. and, and, and it's always Robbie or Ernesto Hoos, you know what I'm saying? Because you, yeah, you went over, yeah, you went over to train with them. Yes, I, yeah. you know, so, so it's like, Robbie is amazing. So, so I remember um, when they first mentioned a fight to me, I was in Canada um, on vacation, seeing the family, and they called up and said, well, the, the original guy from our gym, Ricky O'King, we had to fight him, he got a flu, fell out, so we want to keep the ball rolling, what do you say? The, the huh? <laughs> so, I mean, it's a guy I want to get really ready for. But it shows you sometimes when opportunity knocks, you know, you just got to suddenly get up or get out. You know what I mean? Right. So we were coming down and um, Robbie's like, PT, I'll give you some work for the fight. So we're working with training and all. He goes, don't, don't move around so much. And people thought that, you know, in my later career, I stood a little bit more. I got a little stronger. A little bigger, maybe from 35 to 138, you know what I'm saying? So oh, I'm damn, you stronger. know, three pounds, crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I suspect, suspect, those, yeah. yeah. <laughs> real. But, but three, like, like my own coach, Ed Cousins, would tell me, boxing is a game of ounces and inches. Right. So, and I promise you, from 135 to 138, you feel a little more manly than you say. You feel yeah. heavy-handed with your shit, you know what I mean? A little cocky. <laughs> anyway, yeah. so, you know? So I remember um, Robbie said, PD, you're good. He goes, you know, uh, uh, he goes, I think in North America, the best... He says to Benny and yourself, he goes, but Sakad, you got nothing for this guy, bro. What are you talking Robbie, come on. He goes, Petey, you can box. He can box also. He's rated in the top 10, WBC, you know what I'm saying? Circle Rim Champion. I go, wow. He goes, and he's fought for them, WBC world title already at welterweight. Are you kidding me? In boxing. In boxing. Right. So like, okay. He goes, and um, he goes, so you can box, he can box. But you can kick, he can really kick hard. I'm just telling you. You know, whether he beats you up, he says, PD, or knocks you out, he goes, all of Holland, you know what I'm saying? And Ty will respect you for even stepping in there with him. I go, whoa, 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 Robbie, isn't the third scenario? He goes, like, what? I go, like me beating him, he goes, PD, come on, come on, come on. Tap me in my shirt. I go, God damn, this is not even a chance. Not even a chance, you know what I'm saying? So I remember... I've already placed my bet. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I remember, I was thinking, if, if the best fight in the world was your homeboy... But he also knows the guy, true with him also. And he said, I know both of you guys. I've traded for both of you guys. I'm telling you, you don't set a chance in hell. I'm talking like, okay, here's something. Then I start going into myself. Here's something I know that I have. Speed. That's mine. I go, now, if I stick and move, I know, he told me that if you stick and move and run the whole fight, and if he's the aggressor, Ty rules, right. they'll, they'll probably give it to him. He goes, so you have to stand a fight sometime, dog. So I'm like, okay, if I stand a fight just enough, but I stick a move just to make sure you don't, you know, tag him, tagging him more than you tagging me. You know what I'm saying? So if I tag him three to one, you know, two and three to one, then at the end of the day, even if they give him the aggressive points, I still get a draw. I go, and if I get a draw with the best fighter in the world, well, that puts me right up there. You know what I'm saying? Well, needless to say, we all know the history, and I got the draw. But here's something that happened in the dressing room after the fight. 
head down, going, Sister Ruben, yeah, make a rematch. They're like, huh? Sister <laughs> was like, are you kidding me? He goes, bro, you're lucky you're alive. He goes, you just fought some cut pitch in the... He did well, but goddamn, boy, some couple times there, but those guys said, oh, yeah, I know, almost. I go, I went in there, and I fought timidly. I fought safe. Right. I said, Sakat was trying everything he could to get at me, and he couldn't get at me. The onus was on me. I said, oh, my God, there goes his head. There goes a big head. I go, no, 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 check it out. No disrespect to the man, but I know me. You know what I'm saying? And I know my God-given talents. Check it. Make a rematch, I'll play with him. They go, oh, oh okay, there it is. There they go. You know what I'm saying? Go, make a rematch. He goes, whoa. At first, I fought a couple of Thai champions. Then we'll come back. And we did. Fought a couple of Thai champions. And under what kind of rules again? Was these K1 rules pretty much? The K1 rules. Knees allowed no elbows. Right. So that's yeah, that's pretty much knees. what we call yeah. K1 rules now. So all yeah. punches, all kicks everywhere, and knees. Yes, Just no, no elbows. elbows. Yeah. yeah. So then, um, uh, uh, what's this kid's name? Presser Kitty mm-hmm. Kissem. That's right. Yeah, Presser yes. Kitty Kissem, another, um, uh, come on, uh, Lumpini, right. team champion. And and I, I beat him uh, convincingly. Then it's okay, let's just we'll go back and we'll get him. We got a call from Australia. So we want to fight you in Thailand. I go, nah, I'm good. I'm not going to fight this dude in Thailand. He's a legend there. There's no way I can win there. You know what I'm saying? Let's knock him out. And I tried that before. Didn't turn out so well. So I'm not going to try to knock him out. I'm going to beat his ass. Silly though. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, so. We made it for Australia. Thinking I had an advantage, not knowing that uh, the Thai community is very strong in Australia, I learned otherwise when I got there. You know, see the press that he got, the press that I got. Yeah. I remember one time he them to threaten the promoters, and if I don't see some press on me, I'm out of here. Next day, big front page, Pete Cunningham, Fed Thai. You know what yeah. I'm <laughs> it, it was like, so God for Thailand, oh yeah, Pete Cunningham. Of course, they, they actually used a picture of Wesley Snipes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, and then, for real, man, it was like, oh, Pete Cunningham, you know what I'm saying? Then the biggest up, big me up. But I remember going into that fight, I said, I don't care what happens in this fight. I know the kid's a puncher, I know he can box. But I'm, 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 I'm going to throw caution in the wind, but not, you know what I'm saying? I'm an offensive fighter, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to move. I'm not going to say take a shot, I'm going to move. If you catch me, you're going to catch me. But if you catch me, you knock me down and tell me if he catches me, I go, I'm going to get right back up and finish. I said, I promise you, no matter what happens, I'm going to be the victor of this fight. So I remember in the first round, I tried jumping on my boy early, and plop, he trashed my leg and catches me with a left hook on the chin. Down I go. Oh, whoa, I'm all shaky leg, get up. I'm, I'm trying to, like, uh, do whatever I can to stall the referee, you know, top of the rules. He said, before I fight, he kind of said, he see me fight some other Thai fighters. And I trapped the legs. It's Sensei Benny, and it's Benny, yeah. Sensei Ruben, and Sensei Blinky. They toss out a trap and they can sweep you, take you right. down. And, and Sakai claimed that's judo. And if PD does that, we can't, so we worked out the rules. Oh, so that was a mutual thing. That was a mutual thing, thing yeah. Ah, because I think thing. the misconception from a lot of people is that was only yeah. your camp. Like, oh, no, no, we don't want to do Thai, like, no, catch and sweep. No, so that I was his side because, also. Yes. Oh, if you want to fight with myself and Prasad, uh-huh. who was throwing who on the ground? Uh, Every time. Yeah. yeah. So Sakai goes to So judo. he made those rules. He made those ah. rules. PD employs judo. I go, okay. So, no judo from me, then no trapping from you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. So, he trapped me and dropped me. So, I started arguing with the, with the, with the referee. And really, I'm kind of buying time because, whoa, yeah. he caught me a good shot. And I remember uh, 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 a lesson, a great lesson, one of my old coaches, uh, Mr. Ed Cousins, taught me. He goes, somebody dropped you. He goes, don't try and run away. Keep your hands up and look scary. He goes, walk right to them. Keep your hands up and put your head right in his chest. He goes... And they're gonna have to beat us just like King Kong to do some damage to you. Yeah. You, know what I mean? you can put your hand in because you can't get the power from here. You can put your head in his chest and go on him until your head clears. You know what I'm saying? Tie him up, hold him up till you know, head clears. So I remember me getting up and him coming to me, walking towards him. 
and him looking at me and just just a slight different looking yeah, I go and I I said to myself I got that mother effort now you know what I'm saying <laughs> I got because he's like this nigga crazy you know what I'm saying because like sorry dog and he can go in the film you see me we thought well after that knockdown I gotta be kind of whoa leery right now nah, nigga I ain't running what's up let's go and then whoa put it, put it back in his heels a little bit this little fucker's crazy yeah needless to say remember um, after the fight and real quick just to let everybody uh, know you were the victor of that fight. I the victor of that fight. Yes. Unanimous on every judge's card. Right. A shutout on every judge's card. By the way, his his judges, his crowd, it was his promoters who put the fight on. Just so people know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, and that's how I train you guys now. A war of attrition, I call it. Right. I hate you. May I may not knock your bitch ass up, but I hate you so many times. As TV wanted to go, yep. That's Speedy's fight, you know what I'm saying? Speedy wanted to... I saw that. I saw that. Uh, lead leg roundhouse kicks to the head not right. necessarily Thai style sometimes no. karate or American yeah. kickboxer you, yes. fl- you flick it up there and you knew yeah. as the Thai style is they like to lean back yes. and come back forward yes. and mm-hmm. so in that fight it's a brilliant use of you throwing that kick and you're committing you're not yes. pulling it you throw, and as it goes around and he leans back and he comes forward what comes up Side, side kick, kick to the face. Right, up. Yes, right. Side. and you see yes. that in the fight. Bam! Yes, sir. But he's a tough cookie, man. Uh, tough cookie. Shook him up, but then knock him yeah. down. Same. And at one point, he cracked me the left hook, and I kind of, I just rolled with it, kind of left hook, and he shook it, felt I had a mouse. So I jumped in, like, chopping right hand. He ain't that like, you got anything else, son? Yeah. Like, okay, no problem. I back in the bike again and box again. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, I've never known as, as a big hitter. I catch it a good combination, you're in trouble. At the same time, I always uh, stuck and move. Never sat long enough right. to sit on punches. Hit and don't be hit. Hit and don't be hit is yes. always my style. Um, I watch you guys, some of my fighters, who are able to punch better than I did. Or, or you, you possess a harder punch than I did. And I'll have you sit, have you box and punch. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's been the quintessential uh, um, um, golden fleece of boxing. And now of kickboxing and MMA is to find a kid who's a boxer puncher. Meaning all the style in the world. And can crack like a like a mule kick. You know what I'm saying? Too, yeah. So so you know, um, so that that was my, my my thing in that fight. You know what I mean? And um, you know, with that said, we were very successful that night. And um, you know, and the rest you know the rest is history for real, bro. So when, ahead, when yeah. you talk about like the visualization, because I'm really interested in how you yeah. how you approach the first fight and the second fight with him, because in the first fight. You were really, and you wrote about it in your book too, like yeah. you're really trying to get that draw and yeah. you literally and got, got the draw. Yes. Yes. And I mean like, and you just want to survive. Just yeah. want to, just want to do enough. Not let them hit me, but stay ahead. Just, just that must stay ahead. Not let them get me. Just must stay ahead. The way you fight, I mean, I mean, what do they say? As a man thinketh, as a man thinketh in his heart, so shall it be onto him. That's what, what I thought. What what was it like? I mean, even going back to your first fight with Gordy, where you visualized that you would win, but yes. like with this fight, what was it that affected your pre-visualization? And then how did you adjust that to the second time you met? The, the second time, the, the, after, right after the first time, I asked my managers and my trainers, my brother Ru da Silva, my my uh, sensei uh, uh, Ruben Riquidez, and my trainer Jeff Marvin also, uh, to make a rematch. 
I knew right there, I said, that was me. I did that. I, I messed up. You know what I'm saying? I held back. Right. In my mind, in my heart. You know what I'm saying? And kind of what Gavin's saying, it's yeah. almost like the pre-visualization yes. was, I'm not going to lose, but I'm going to fight him to a draw. I'm going to fight him, yes. And so that it's... That was what I did. And it, it, you kind of got in your own head beforehand. Yes. So yes. in the second fight, it was no. Like, oh, oh I yeah. Can, no right. holds barred. This is me. No matter what... I, when they asked me, the press, you know, uh, uh, asked me, you know, well, what do you think it's going to be? Said, well, everybody's giving him the knockout, you know, the knockout chance. Everybody knows I'm not the, 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 the biggest hitter. They know I bitch slap the ass to death. <laughs> but um, <laughs> at the same time, I don't care, be it by knockout um, or, or distance, however the fight turns out, I'm going to be the victor that night in the story. And back to pre-visualization stuff, this right. is another thing I've listened to in interviews with uh, Superfoot, Bill Superfoot mm-hmm. Wall saying the same thing. You know, his mindset is more as opposed to, you know, the pre-visualization of I'm going to win, I'm going to be the champion. But if uh, he's talked about like, if you put in your head that I'm going to get a draw or, you know, yes. I might lose, then it might happen. Yes. So I think realistically as fighters, we know, of course there's a chance that it might be a draw. Of course there's a chance that we might lose, yeah. but you just have to go in there want, like this wanting and knowing yes. this is what I want and I'm going to win. Yes. I'm going to win yes. because, uh, you know, it's even just positive reinforcement in speaking, mm-hmm. for example, for like, oh, if I win, no, 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 no. When I win, win. Yeah. and guess what? If you lose, there's no problem in losing. No if problem, you fight yeah. with you know with your heart oh, and your yeah, heart, yes, it, there's no problem. They'll, they'll, they'll show. But then they'll the next it. fight, you yeah. should still say when I win, not yeah. necessarily. Oh well, I lost that last one, so maybe I shouldn't speak like that. No, no. you no. know, no, I know. I've watched that with other fighters. Right, um, they'll try something and get caught and never try it again. Mm. I got to tell you something. I've been, I've been brave, brave to the point of like you know uh, ridiculousness. When it comes to trying new techniques in the ring for the very first time, uh, not to, to, to speak uh, uh, crap on anybody that I fought, but a lot of the stuff that I've done in the ring, but man, I'm going to be so rehearsed. When I tell them it's the very first time, people say, get out of my face. But only you guys who know me and and, um, and my sister would say, he never did that in the gym. We mentioned it to him. I remember him going, all right. And we know Petey. By them knowing me, uh, Shuki Ron was the best for that. Yeah. Um, uh, Shuki Ron, uh, I believe, was the captain in, in the Israeli army. So Shuki knows psychological warfare. Right. And she would say, Peter, come here. I have a technique for you. We don't do this fight. Maybe a few fights down the road. Right away, he's got me. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's like, you got my eagle what? So, and Shuki showed me techniques. Okay. And he took me to the gym. Like, he's in the boys in the ring. Come fight night. I'm going to show him. In the middle of the fight. And uh, what motivated me also on depression. Right there, under pressure, I'm doing moves with Dida and Sakad. These guys are big punchers. Everybody, the hard hitters are punchers. And I'm pulling moves on them. And they go, God damn, he must have rehearsed that thing a thousand times. In my mind. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Huh? Not once in the gym. Because nobody was there. Hey, he did it to me in the gym. I remember that. No, nobody can say, nigga, I saw him shoot you, shoot you that thing one time. I'm like, uh-huh. So I try to show people with the power of your mind and the power right. of your thoughts. And, and you believe in yourself. The power of your belief. So at this point, you now yeah. beat Sakad. We're coming towards uh, the, the, the tail end of your career. Right. You fight Ronnie Green towards the end. Right. Good, tough fight where you right. dig deep and come back. Right. Uh, and then, so your final fight, your final retirement yeah. fight, which once again is a brilliant uh, ex- exhibition of technique, is against who? Is Dita. Dita. Yeah. And this is Dita number two. Dita number so two. you fought Dita yeah. the first twice. time yes. and won. Yes. And so for people that don't know, Dita is one of the greatest French Deco- kickboxers. Yeah, decorated, yes. Yeah, it's very... One of the kings uh, yeah. believe, uh, in, in Thailand. Kings, yeah. Uh, 
Oh, he he times. did. Yes. Oh, snap! He wow. did. Very very accurate. Yeah. Beat Ribbon Decca twice. Oh yeah, yes, that's sir. right. We talked yes. about that. Yeah. Beat Ribbon yeah. Decca twice. So so this is uh, you you fought him once, and then now it's the yeah. retirement fight. And this is ninety seven. Ninety three. Ninety three is no, no the retirement fight. Yes, sir. It's ninety three. Ninety three, my last. Oh, fight. that's right. You were inducted into the ISK Hall of Fame in ninety seven. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking that was the last fight. Okay, so ninety three is the last fight. Yeah. And. Uh, a lot of fighters have a tendency to fight past their prime or not know when to quit or like a, yo dog, it's time to hang up the gloves. Yeah. But yeah. you made this decision. At this point, you're still, I mean, relatively young. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're good, but yeah. how did you know or how did you know when to, it was time to quit? Um, I tell you what, I, I, I we'd still have to, uh, since Ruben had, had put a goal in, in my mind to be an undisputed champion, world champion. Once that goal was met, I remember um, us kind of looking towards Hollywood and film and commercials and all that. You know what I'm saying? Let's try to capitalize on, on, on whatever um, stardom we picked up from our, from our fight days. Mm-hmm. And you know, we did some commercials. We did television. We did some, you know, some feature film work. Um, and, and by the I way, started, this will be the next podcast. Yeah, We're going to do part right. two, which is all about the all movies right. and everything yeah. else. Yeah. And, and so I started pursuing that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Um, even even kind of in my middle and to, to the late end, my right. was I was doing movies and all that. So I thought now we do it full time. And um, I remember taking uh, a couple of years off even, and and went uh, full time Hollywood, if you like, you know, mm-hmm. um, doing kung fu. The legend continues with Sir David Carradine, that's his soul, and, um, and 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 some other bit parts here or there, and. Um, and then we, we, we get a call, you know what I'm saying? That uh, to fight Dida, one for a road, you know, kind of thing. And the the project that we were involved in at the time was kinda you know, how do we can get gentlemen was taking its time. Yeah. So okay, we we, we uh you know, know that we have this thing coming up and if we, you think we'd have time to go do this and da 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 we got the green light from the yeah, we can go do that. So I remember calling in my best of the best of the best, uh Mr. Hector Lopez. Um, one of the greatest boxers of all times. Bless Hector's soul. My brother, you know what I'm saying? His, his son right now is the uh, junior, is um, the North American lightweight champion. So, you know, and if you watch him, you'll see, you know, you'll see, you'll see Hector Senior. So you yeah. had that fire. You didn't take this like, yeah. I mean, you were like, all right, let's go all in let's on this last fight. Yeah. Yeah. So you brought in the top dogs. My top dogs, Guru Anthony Kleeman. Got it. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and, and Hector Lopez, Mark Parr. Um, um, Patrick Outlaw, my brother, um, you know, uh, uh, Eddie Levine, uh, that took from a boxing hands. Um, gosh, I don't miss anybody. I had a couple of my good boys look at me, uh, Gary Red Wheeler, Sean Yakubian. These are my students mm-hmm. and the good, these guys are real good. Fighters. Oh, dang, how old was Sean at that time? Sean was a baby. Yeah, man. I was like, he was like 16 yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sean Red Wheeler, that's a wave. Yeah, they're my babies. Yeah. They're really good fighters. And so, you know, I had great work getting ready for the fight because for the two years before then, I had no fights. You know what right. I'm saying? Um, but sitting in relative shape. So um, I remember feeling really, um, you know, confident in myself because um, I'm thinking Sugar Ray Robinson had like a five-year layoff. I think Leonard at one time, Sugar Leonard, again, my heroes, you know, my namesakes, the Sugar Man, you know what I'm saying? Had a, a, a three or four, five-year layoff and they both came back and shock the world. Yeah. So I go, um, only a real one can do that. 
am I Wonder Girl Wars? That's what you set up to be. So it's like another challenge. It's like, another all right, challenge. I'm yeah. already a seven, okay, eight-time world champion. Yeah, right. You know, I, am I right? Am this I is right? that next challenge. All right, I found something I can work towards. All right. And towards is this being the guy who can take all that time off, come back. I remember when, when Floyd had taken all that time off. And Floyd was coming back to fight, and everyone would say, nah. Floyd nah, Patterson or Floyd, no, Floyd Mayweather. Mayweather? Okay, got it. And I go, he's going to win. And it was like, what? I love the kid. You know what I'm saying? I love yeah. Floyd. You know, I go, he's going to win. The guy go, I said, well, if he doesn't, you know, people can talk shit, but if he does, I go, um, then you all know what I said was true. He's one of those special kids. I know what I'm telling you. You know what I'm saying? And when he came back after all that long enough, I go, only a great one can do so. I promise you. No disrespect to nobody else. We're all fighters. We're all men. We know what's up. You know what I'm saying? And, and the, the women yeah. who's fighting. Um, it takes a, a, a one, uh, maybe in a hundred million to come out and be like that. Take five, six years off, get in the trenches, come back out, whoever is their ass off that throne. Hmm. It takes a special one. And, and not, not toot my horn, because um, um, remember something that humbled me also. I had a two and a half year layoff, came back and beat Ida, who was current, fighting, knocking anybody silly. This is the first time you're no, talking about No, the second time. No, the second right, time. Yeah, got it. yeah I'm knocking anybody silly, you know, my retirement fight. Knocking yeah. anybody silly, and I come back and, and just knock him off the throne. And then somebody goes, oh, you know, Rick Robinson had a five-year layoff. Oh, man. And look at the guys. Rick Robinson was funny. He's tough. He's no Carmen Basilio. He's no, he's no um, you know what I'm saying, uh, right. uh, former. You know, he's no uh, Lamar. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So that's who Sugar was fighting. And I go, holy shit. Man, so, so today I tell Modern Boxers, you know, it's best we just stay in our lane. Yeah. Because when we compare ourselves to those old boys... We, we, we fall a little short. So you have the right. final Dita fight. It's a yes, brilliant sir. fight. You can watch that one on YouTube. I suggest yes. uh, people watch it. You win right. unanimous decision? Yes, sir. And that was right. in France too, in right? France, yeah. Wow, okay. Yes, and so yeah. then you retire. Yes, sir. Uh, and from that point on, martial arts wise, you go on to become an amazing trainer. Right. You've trained right. many champions. Yes, Shawnee Kubin being your first, Shawnee right? Kubin, like yeah. real... Uh, Protege. Yeah. Yes, sir. Uh, Kubian, Caesar Pakal. Yeah, these guys. Oh, that's are, right. Got it. Yeah, uh, and you've you've helped train many, many other professional yes, fighters. Uh, to this day, you train uh, Josh Johnson. Yes, sir. Who's uh, in glory. Yeah. You train, Amazing obviously, fight. UFC fighter Vince Pichel. Yes. Uh, Herman, and, the Bat Balthazar, multi-time Waco champion. Lightweight to get out there today. Yeah. Herman, so, the Bat Balthazar. And uh, yeah. Sensei is going to be heading out tomorrow yes. morning to join him in Italy fighting. Yeah, I trained a kid named uh, uh, um, Richardi. <laughs> AJ, AJ Richardi yeah. also. He, he just whoops some butt up in Seattle. But, he, he's you know, he's aight. He's He's yeah. got his moments. He's got his yeah. moments. So, uh, wow. So that's the history of Peter Sugarfoot Cunningham as the martial artist. Uh, our next episode, we're going to focus on the film career, entertainment career, and then we'll have multiple episodes down the road. We'll, we'll do fight analysis and stuff. But for our final part of today's episode, I want to, any last questions we have that Gavin may have and I have kind of just throwing them out there. Cause I know some off the top of my head I have. So do you have any questions you want to throw out there real quick? Well, I'm just like wondering about how the fire for you because you had the fire as a fighter i know this is going to like lead into part two a little bit as well but like how the fire how you continue to stay engaged in fighting once you achieved your goal and then when you set your next goals like the fire from going from yeah. fighting to film uh, like how does that fire change and how does that how do you set new goals for yourself i um the fire for the fighting and and it's once you're like two or three world champion or world titles why do you keep going um, somebody said, why is Floyd coming back? And why is Manny coming back? 
as they're not fighting for money, they're fighting for legend. Yeah. They're fighting for legend. Since, I don't know, Achilles, since Heracles, we've been trying to be, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Since Shaka Zulu, we've been trying to be these guys. You know what I mean? Um, uh, uh, it's a warrior tradition, I guess, you know? So you have the, the, the few, I say, who, who fight for legend, you know? And um, as far as a fire with, with film or training um, and, and, and writing, my writing. That's right. I really, I have a, this thing in my gut for writing. That's, that's my education, to be honest with you. I knew that I put my everything into my, my fighting. I'm kind of extremist that way. And now I'm putting it all into my, my, my writing, my study, you don't want to call it. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, my education. In, in, in educating me on the other side of this thing we call life. The, the uh, metaphysical side, the spiritual side of this thing we call life. Um, so, and, and of course, my, my training or, or teaching or I like to call it more assisting. Um, an old coach told me one time, that we shouldn't call ourselves teachers because you can't teach anybody anything. You can assist them because it's in you or it's not. And I thought, ooh, I thought, that would, and he's telling me this, he's my coach, you know what I'm saying? Mr. F. Cousins, he goes, we, 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 we can be teachers or really more like a sisters because the, the, they have to have the talent within them and the desire also. He goes, what we do is we bring it out. Was it was it Michelangelo who said that? Or Leonardo? What, what he was Man, you're, you're the one that knows better than me. People, yeah. that's, we could do a, th a third episode on just the philosophy of Peter Sugarfoot Cunningham <laughs> yes. because no, we have to. I don't think yeah. I know anybody that watches the History Channel more than you. I'm just saying. And yet, I'm just saying. Actually, more reading than the History Channel. Right, both. I mean, but um, yeah. but, but um, that that he didn't he didn't sculpt, um, you know, Michael. He just removed, you know what I'm saying? Right. And, and, and that's what happens in the fight already. You can chip away that rock, oh, if you seem to chop it, nah, that one's got a crack in it. Oh, no, that one can't go. But he finds this perfect piece of stone. The, sculpt, the sculpture's already in that stone, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So that's how fighters come to us. And and uh, 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 one man, bless his soul, anyone who knows Mr. Boudini Brown, or knew Mr. Boudini Brown, would know that he said this. He said, champions aren't made, son. They're born. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's... Uh, some people may disagree with you. He goes, no, I'm telling you, son. I've been around, I've been, been around them all. Champions aren't made. They are born. Boom Boom Mancini had that same quote. His boom, dad boom, told him that same thing. Yeah, in one of the Bruce Lee yeah. documentaries. Yeah, he talks about that. Yeah. yeah. I, I have one kind of like fan nerd question. All right. All right. Oh, That's what this podcast is about. Yeah. So we know your big fights. We know your actual fights. So being at the Jet Center... Where it was basically the magnet, the hub of yes, it was. North American, Absolutely. North American of kickboxing. The world. Oh yeah, of the world. People came from all over the world to train there. Even Dave, like for example, yeah. Dave Johnson later yeah. went yes. to go train Most with you guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You've got to have had some great sparring yes, experiences there. Absolutely. Fights that were not filmed. Fights yeah. that we don't know about. Absolutely. Can you tell us a little bit about those? Okay, real quick. Let's yeah. let's narrow this down a little bit. Let's okay. just say best sparring session you had. At the Jet Center, can you remember like the best sparring session you ever okay. had? Well, wait a minute. You, you can't. <laughs> if, if I were to put anyone above everyone else, it would be Benny the Jet. There we go. And see, that's and see, I knew what yeah. Gavin was going for. And I also sparred with Bill Super Wallace. Yeah, right. Also sparred with 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 Sensei Binky Rodriguez. Mm -hmm. I mean, so so all these guys, so all the great, great, great. You know, um, Hector Lopez. You know what I'm saying? Boxing Hector Lopez. There, I mean, people stopping. Everybody stopped during watch. 
me and Hector Box. Right. Um, PJ Goosen. I love PJ. That's my boy. Um, the Goosen family. You guys, anyone who uh, you know is boxing and knows West Coast boxing knows the Goosen family. PJ Goosen, you know, became a world champion himself. Um, his brother Chucky. You know what I'm saying? So, so I had great spar because at the end of the day, it's what did you walk away with something? But a sore jaw or busted ribs, you know right. what I'm saying? So I learned a lot of stuff, you know what I'm saying? From like Ricky O'Kane giving yeah. good sparring, you was, know what I'm saying? So was Sensei Benny kind of the regulator? Like sometimes if someone needed a, a good, you not, know, it's like someone was yeah. getting, getting a no, little froggy or... No, not, not really. Not because, really. Because he would, he would, what he would tell us though um, is uh, to spar accordingly. Got it. You know what I'm saying? Somebody try to get rough, come and try to do something. Sensei Benny, spar accordingly. And then that person be in trouble. <laughs> you hit me hard. I'm hit you back hard, son. You know what I'm saying? Yes, Just, sir. Just right back there. Um, that wasn't sense of any, it wasn't a bully kind of guy. Um, but but people knew. And, and, and I remember my old boxing coach, again, I want to say old. My boxing coach, Mr. Ed Cousins, um, would always mention back in the day of great gyms. Like, he goes, imagine going to a gym back in the day and there's Ray Robinson, there's uh, Carver Masilio, and there's uh, Chief Fulmer. Wow. What that gym would be like. Well, anybody remember... Um, uh, um, come on, uh, Kronk, Jim, with yeah, Tom Hearns, you know what I'm saying? And those guys that remember, uh, maybe you go go to um, you know, uh, Lou Duva's gym, mm-hmm. Whitaker and, and and Taylor and and uh, you know what I'm saying, Breland. Those guys, imagine gym like that. Let me tell you something. You know what the coach says? Trust you me, champion or no champion, you're getting the ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody, yeah. everybody had their day, so we can't say to Justin, yo, looking at nah, nigga, you lying. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you was in the Jet Center, you gave and you got. End of story. Everybody was good. And the best kickboxers and boxers came through there. You got lumped up. And in the next episode, we'll also definitely talk about some of the celebrities you trained out of there. Sometimes celebrities and fighters, like, for example, Gary Daniels, uh, people like that. So we'll definitely talk about that in the next episode. But for now, I'm going to throw out some rapid-fire questions, quick answers. Uh, Hardest puncher you ever fought? Um, Sakad. Sakad, wow, okay, cool. They got punched with blue kicks, I got. Now, to follow <laughs> that one up, best boxer you ever fought? Ah. And this could be in boxing or kickboxing. Kickbox- in fact, no, let's make it two separate questions. Best ah. boxer you ever fought in kickboxing? Um, Sakad's a good boxer. I just outboxed him. Um, why do box well? Uh,. Lafayette Lawson was a good Yeah, was, that was going to be yeah, what yeah, I thought, yeah, too. Yeah. He, he was, was good, yeah. Um, a good fight. Great fight good to fight. watch great on YouTube, guy, also. I like, like Lafayette. Um, wow. Not, not so easy. That would come in a lot guard. Aha! Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, so we'll stick with Lafayette Lawson for now. Yeah. We'll end it right there. Okay, now on to the next one. Hardest kicker you ever fought? Sakai. Sakai. Yeah. That is a question. Dita is very hard. Dita was a hard kicker too. Sakai, pitch in the. So then, to follow that up, the best kicker you ever fought, Dave Johnston. Dave Johnston. Yeah, there's no question. That nobody come close. And he might also be close to the hardest kicker. Yeah, yeah. Because you've talked many, you've talked many times about that spinning kick. Yeah, amazing. His kicks, um, the the taekwondo kicks. But God dang! (laughs) I mean, (laughs) we know we know that a Muay Thai shin kick. Yeah, God, you know what I'm saying. But this guy hit you with a round kick in the head, and you think, are you kidding me? He could, when Dave, I remember Dave Johnson coming to the Jets and a with us. He would round kick the bags, those long, man. Yeah. You know, 
150 pound bags and and fold them into them. Like amazing, and you fought that guy. I guess to show you how the mind works, eh? I go, wow. Watch guy go up and shin kick the bag, and when he shin kick the bag, excuse me, it's supposed to fold. It's supposed to do that. But to watch a guy hit the bag with his instep and, and bend it, he's like, that's not possible. <laughs> that was Dave Johnson. And by the way, yeah. people, if you want to look up any of his fights, that's Johnston with a T in the middle. T, yes. Yeah, Dave, Dave Johnston. Yeah. Yes. Uh, okay, so then uh, now, okay, let's go over the last one about kind of your fighting. Hardest fought, if, excuse me, hardest fight you ever had. Um, I think maybe my Ronnie Green fight in Vegas was the mm. most difficult. Yeah. Because I fought... A mirror, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I kid fought. Just he moved around, stick and move, smart in and out, you know what I'm saying? Just like myself. So I had to kind of work some things to get that going. Uh, rough him up inside, do some different things to, you know, to get the, the judges uh, swim to my side. Um, but I remember fighting Kyle Saad. Okay. Kyle Saad. John Hackleman, a uh, dear friend of mine, uh, brother of mine, uh, Trey Chuck, the, the legend Chuck Medell. Right. Hawaiian Kempo. Remember John saying, yeah. Didi, Hawaiian Kempo, uh, Grandmaster, John Hackleman. I remember John Hackleman saying, I've never seen you tied in a fight. He said, but for tonight, when you fought a tie guy, maybe <laughs> Kyle Saad. All right. At the Olympic Auditorium in LA. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The guy just wouldn't stop. I'm beating this guy, hitting this guy. He's eating, he's eating. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. And then we get inside, I just, I, that's a guy I try to just take him down. It's so bad because I don't want to stand knee with him. This guy is a knee specialist. You know what I'm saying? You want to knee with this guy. And just take him down every time. Take him down, but then we get up off the floor. He's right back again. I pack man. He's like, God, I'm still hungry, baby. And he, yeah, yeah, and he wouldn't, he wouldn't go. So I had to fight every round for the five Muay Thai rounds of this guy. That was a full Muay Thai fight. Yeah. Oh, so that, that was elbows and knees? That was elbows oh, and knees. Nice. He wasn't much of an elbow guy. He was yeah. just, he'd grab you, wouldn't even throw punches, just walking in. Grab you and go to knee in you. They told me that was uh, his gym, that was their specialty knee. Yeah. And just strong neck wrestling the whole time. It was like, <sighs> after the fight, I was tired. I beat him because I fought a war of attrition. You right. know what I'm saying? I threw blah, many kicks, many punches. He got beat. I don't care. I'm going to knock you out. Because his mistake was, I'm going to knock you out. So I'm going to hit you one or two of these mm-hmm. hard knees at a time. I'm going to get you. But, but, but we're fighting in a Western country and number of hits. I'll weigh a couple of big ones. So he hit me a couple of hard knees. I'd rip up, she shot with no kick, Mickey, high kick, bing, spinning kick, bang. So, so, I mean, come on. You know what I mean? All right. Yeah. So, uh, last few. Favorite boxer of all time? Jack Johnson. All right. <laughs> nice. Excellent. Uh, hard to come up because I love Ray Leonard. That's my namesake. Yeah. I'm sugar after him. I love Muhammad Ali. Everybody know that. Uh, my brother, my friend, Hector Lopez, but I got to tell you something, um, uh, uh, Jack Johnson. More so than Willie Pep? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> With me, you have to, you have to, you have to, uh, you have to be distinct. You're going to say heavyweights, lightweights, All right. middleweights. So we're going to, so. we're going to go with, uh, it's a tie between Jack Johnson and Willie Pep. Oh, so, so Willie Pep for lightweights, followed right closely by Pernod Whitaker. All right. And then heavyweights, you have Jack Johnson, Muhammad Ali, well, so like as a heavyweight. Um, Rocky Marciano. Rocky. Rocky, yeah. So you got, so you got those three as my, as my favorite heavyweights. Then uh, for middleweights, of course, uh, uh, Ray Robinson. But maybe Ray Robinson better as a, a welterweight. I like him light like that. Um, Sugar Ray Leonard. Uh, Roberto Duran. Tommy the Hitman Hearns. Um, Whitaker. Um, Hector Lopez. Um, come on, 
few right there. Yeah, okay. a few right there. You know what I'm saying? So, follow-up yeah. question of any weight class, favorite current boxer. Wow. Are we going to go weight class, he's, he's not fighting now, so they say. But maybe he would do something again. Floyd of, of late, but of the new, the new kids right now, um, I have two. Okay. I, have I, two I think I know. Two. I think you I know one them? of them. Yeah. Letter L. Yeah. Yeah, of these two fighters, I've got uh, Lomachenko yes. and Terrence Crawford. Okay. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Perfect. Uh, uh, yeah. Favorite kickboxer of all time, and this includes any kickboxing sport, Muay Thai, American kickboxing, K1, uh, Savat, anything. Favorite kickboxer it's, of all time? It's, 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 I got three or four of them that I have to mention. Okay. In the same breath, because it, it'd be, because of the influence on me. Right. Um, number one is Benny the Jet. Of course. Bill Wallace. Mm-hmm. Superfoot. Legend and Bill Wallace, no, not bad. Robbie Common, yes. Don the Dragon, yeah. yeah. And there must be one more in there. Um, and my boy Robbie, they're already. Maybe Ronnie Green. Wow. Yeah, wow. you know what I'm saying? So these are five kickboxers that, that um, and, and each has a little something that I pinched on. You know what I'm saying? That bit on. You know what I'm saying? Each of these guys brought a little something to the table. Um, and if you look at my style, you go, yeah, yeah, that's what he's saying. You know, to this day, when I train my fighters and I train you guys, you guys know, I mentioned these gentlemen's name in uh, uh, specific techniques I have you guys work on. Right. Or even attitudes I want to have you guys to, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the king of, of them all for, 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 for attitude really is Don the Dragon. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, uh, Robbie Common is, is a juggernaut and a warrior. Robbie's gonna get you. You ain't gotta worry about that. <laughs> Benny the Jet is the best at everything, everything he does. Bill Wallace, ain't nobody kicking the sweetest Bill. Not now, not then, not ever. Um, uh, uh, Ronnie Green is an all round slick mirror of myself fighter. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, so you can see where I get a little something from all these guys, you know, that I really like. Yeah. yeah. And then current, uh, do you have a favorite current kickboxer? For example, Muay Thai or wow, Glory or. Wow. Um, Oh yeah, I do. That, that, that's kind of easy. Uh huh. Um, I like what I see. Um, what's the kid's name from Thailand? Uh, Shoei Sanchai. Sanchai. Uh, yeah. Like what Sanchai's doing because I like that he broke the mold. Right. Mm-hmm. He does not fight like a traditional Thai fighter. He's a thinker. He's a you know uh, that that taekwondo looking kicks even. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, yeah. That, that, that question mark kicks and all that. It's like wow. He's like old school with it. You know what I mean? Um, I like that kid. Um, but I like I like. Something to find me a little, uh, you know, maybe, maybe prejudice with this one because it's my own kid. I like Herman Balthazar. Mm-hmm. I like Josh Johnson. Yeah. Um, because I like styles and fighters. I like, I like guys who think, guys who move. Um, but also, I like that the, the lanky, slick, you know, kind of fighters. Yep. You know what I mean? Both of them um, uh, encompass that for sure. Both of them encompass that. Yeah. And, and uh, mad skills, um, uh, uh, arguably, you know, you know, to the best kids are the best technicians. I love the smart fighter. You know what I'm saying? I, I know in the world today with MMA, MMA's influence on, 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 on the whole um, landscape right. of fighting, boxing and kickboxing and MMA, um, that everyone wants to see a knock em, sock em, drag out kind of thing. Nah, man. I want to see an intelligent fighter. Always, people would complain to me about the way Mayweather fights, or maybe even the way I fought, sick and moving, um, about not being a man standing in there, go, do you have a son or a daughter who fights? 
yeah, which would you have them fight better? Oh yeah, oh yeah. And then ten years later, how would you have them be drooling, stumbling over themselves? Would that be cool? Because we've seen the guys grab the sluggers after, or the guys are sitting in the pocket, sitting in the pocket. And get the big hits. You know and this saying? is why you yeah. can give great interviews. You can write yes. books still. For real, you though. have your wits about you. Yes, because sir. you didn't eat a bunch of no, uh, right hooks. And, yeah. No. yeah. So Damn. there's something to be said about sticking and moving yes. and good defense. Yes, so on that note, any final questions, Gavin? Uh, this has been amazing. Yes. Right. And this went so Thank well. You. We're definitely going to do a number two, which focuses solely on the movie and entertainment career. And obviously the uh, fighting's going to come up again. Yes, Because I know a lot of people are interested in that. But as for today, I want to say thank you and thank you, uh, safe travels to Italy tomorrow. Yes, sir. Uh, team Sugarfoot. Yep, yeah, Team Sugarfoot. Uh, yes, K1 World Champion. So probably by the time this uh, airs, that will already have gone. So uh, yes, yeah, until then, uh, we will do this again. Thank you yes, very much. Us. Yeah. Winston. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, rude boy. <laughs>